Hi, everyone. I'm Chris, one of the hosts of the Coaching Life podcast, and this is a bonus episode that we're going to bring to you today. A few years ago, I wrote a book titled Building Champions, and in that book, one of the chapters that I that I wrote was a chapter that was titled A Culture of Mistake Avoidance. And I want to talk about that just for a second. And that's what these... we're. Pat and I are going to have some bonus episodes now and then where you just kind of get a, an extra podcast in your feed throughout the week. And they're just going to be really short, brief conversations about one particular point. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this one today is because I was watching an interview with Coach Frank Solich of the Ohio University Bobcats. He's the head football coach. And it was, it was an interview on the Bobcat Sports Showcase. And they asked him a question about having young players and whether or not he was prepared for them to make mistakes. And I just want to play one of the, you know, just one of the things that Coach Solich said in that particular interview. And then we're going to talk about it just for a few minutes. Here's, here's what Coach Solich said about players making mistakes. I'm wanting them to, to play really good football. Um, you know, we'll expect that out of them. Now, you know, will we'll some mistakes be made? Uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's going it's, it's gonna to happen. Um, but, you know, we, we haven't built our program by just putting pressure on a player. If you make a mistake, you're, you're out of there or you're done. Um, that, that's not the way it, way it works with us. So first thing I want to say is Pat's not actually with us in the studio today, but Pat is with us. He's on a phone call. We're actually Skyping with Pat. Say hi, Pat. Hey, everyone. All right. There he is. Good deal. So this actually gives does two things for us. It gives us a chance to test this uh, remote interview process thing that we're wanting to do anyway. So, so I'm glad that you're able to, to be with us from afar, co-host. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Yeah, yeah. Good to be here. Yeah, buddy. Well, I want to talk Thanks about the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to talk about the Solich interview for a minute. You know, one of the most valuable lessons, I think, that we can teach our kids, and this is just our kids in general, not just kids that play for us on our teams, but I think one of the most valuable lessons we can teach our kids is how to learn from their mistakes. And this begins, I think, by helping them to not become defeated whenever they make a mistake. And that point is actually huge for us coaches and us parents because I think we have a lot of influence over whether or not our player is going to feel defeated when they make a mistake or if they are going to be able to press beyond that initial disappointment, that initial discouragement, which we know always comes. It comes naturally because people are competitive, and when they're competitive, they're going to be upset that they make a mistake. But I think, what, I think a, a, a real point of growth in a young athlete's development is – to be able to press beyond that, recognize, okay, I'm upset that I just made a mistake, but then move beyond it and look at the circumstance as an opportunity to learn something about themselves so that they can minimize the chances that they're going to make that same mistake again. You know, you know, learning. Yeah, they're learning. It's not, it's not just dwelling, it's learning. I mean, how often do we see people focus so much on the mistake. When I say people, I'm now I'm not just talking about the kids. I'm talking about the coach. I'm talking about the parent. You know, we put so much emphasis on the mistake that it seems like they can never move past it. And they don't have that presence of mind to, to realize I can learn from this. And as a result, what happens is they 
continue to make that same mistake again and again and again. But even worse, they end up making other mistakes because right, exactly. yeah, because they start playing less aggressively. They they start they yep. become real passive in the way they play. Rather than playing freely, they start playing in such a way that their mindset is more of don't make a mistake. Just don't make a mistake. And I'll tell you this, I want to make a statement and I'm going to give you a chance to talk a little bit, Pat, but this is my, you know, my introductory word to this. Whenever a kid is playing to not make a mistake, they will never play to their full potential. Absolutely. It is impossible for them to do so. I mean, because they, they have to hold back a little bit they, just to be sure that they don't make a mistake. I mean, they, they have to monitor themselves, so to speak. They, you know, and so what's going to happen is you as a coach, you're only going to get so much out of them because they're, they're having to hold back because they're so concerned about making a mistake. And the question I want to ask us coaches and us parents is, why are they so concerned about making mistakes? Why are they worried exactly. about it? And it's because we create that mindset in our kids. We create it by our words and we create it by our actions. And so that's just a, that's kind of an overall summary, like a, a, a brief summary of this, this chapter that I wrote called A Culture of Mistake Avoidance. And I just want to talk about that for a few minutes. Uh, Coach, I, uh, I know you do, you're, not a, you're not a big fan of uh, using our, our podcast to, to try to sell your book, but if anyone's listening out, I'm not afraid to do it. So if anyone's listening out there and, and you have not read Building Champions by Chris Stewart, I, I, uh, I highly recommend that you go grab you a copy. It's, it's dirt cheap for the quality that you get out of it. And, you know, when I reviewed the book, I said I cried when I read it. I cried I, when I wrote it at <laughs> <laughs> some I, parts. But in this chapter you're talking about, Coach, you, you give a list of uh, – what I'd call behaviors and you say hmm. do, do you find yourself doing this during your you know your your children's games or during the games that you coach and you know it's just a list of of different things and you know after you read them it you say you know if you said yes to one of these you know you you might be someone that is creating a culture of of a mistake avoidance and yeah. and I remember very very clearly reading this and and it was just you know one after another yep I do that yep 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 and uh it, you know, it brings me back. I, I, I remember it before this was a time before I read the book. Hmm. Uh, there was a situation. I, I was coaching my oldest son, Jake. Uh, I think it was a fall ball season. Uh, he may have been uh, 10 or 11 years old. And uh, I, don't, I don't even remember, remember what he did wrong. And, that, you know, that's, a, that's another point to make. Yeah. Always is. remember that as we go through the, you know, the sports, uh, youth sports life cycle that we are as, as, as athletes and as parents, as coaches, not only are we not going to remember what, what, what these mistakes are, but other people definitely aren't going to remember. Exactly. So they're very small things, but something happened. He didn't cover second base or whatever. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I basically stopped the game to, uh, you know, to yell at him yeah. and, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't a meeting. It was a, it was a, mm -hmm. it was a, from a, a dugout to second base scream, you know, you know, yeah. kind of, what are you doing? You know, get your head in the game. And, uh, after the game, my dad came up to me and I, you know, I knew he wasn't very happy. And, uh, he said, uh, he said, you're too hard on Jake. And I said, you know, I, I wasn't hearing that. I didn't like, right. I didn't want to hear that. And I said, no, you're just thinking that's grandpa, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're taking up for grandson. Right. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I said, our, our relationship's fine. He understands. He said, no, nah, no, nah, you don't get it. You, 
when you do stuff like that, you're embarrassing him. You're embarrassing him in mm. front of a bunch of people, and you're making making him afraid to mm. make mistakes. Yeah, making and, him uh, timid to play. Yeah, exactly. You don't want and, your kids you know, to play timid. No, absolutely not. And I, you know, I didn't. I still didn't hear. You know, I didn't want to. I, I was upset. It, w- it wasn't a great conversation. We kind of walked away from each other, agreeing to disagree. But the more I dwelled on it, the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know. You know, he's right. I mean, yeah. my dad's a pretty simple man, but he's, he's got a lot of common sense. And uh, I, had, I, I went back to him. I said, you know, I apologized to him. I said, you know, you're right. And uh, that's great. It was it was hard to hear that. But what yeah. I realized was, you know, this was my dad seeing me, his son, make a mistake. Hmm. And it, it was it was a form of modeling. You know, we talk about that in other episodes. And and he came to me and he and he talked to me about the mistake that I was making. Mm. And uh, I went to Jake and I said, you know, Jake, uh, Grandpa Martin thinks that I'm too hard on you. And you know, immediately Jake said, no, no, I'm fine. We're good. I, I understand. And I said, no. Because he's a competitor. And yeah. He, and, yeah. Yeah. He gets, yep. You know. And uh, I said, no, he, no, you don't. He's he's right. He's right. I am. And and uh, and I'm. I, I you know I apologize to him. I said I'm gonna I'm gonna commit myself to being a better parent coach, just like you're committing yourself to be a better player. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's just it's. It's one of those things that it's so easy as parents, even as coaches. I think, you know, me, my personal experience, I'm harder on Jake. I'm harder on my kids, Jeremiah, than I am on other kids. It's just something that I do naturally. Yep. But we are missing oppor- golden opportunities in sports to teach our kids how to deal with things that they're going to experience in life. And you know what? We only get those opportunities when they fail or when they when, make a mistake man that's such a great point pat that you know one of the justifications i think that people will make about you know about this this very thing that we're talking about you know a justification for a coach or a parent getting on their kids is is whenever they have their child or one of their players come back at them and say no it's okay i want that i need that mm. they say see they it's 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 what they want and they're a competitor just like i said they're a competitor and so they need that but it, it still here's the here's the problem though. Yeah, that that's great when you have a kid that wants that wants that coaching up, but it still makes them play. It doesn't change the fact that they yeah. are going to ultimately play to not make a mistake when your right. first knee jerk reaction is to jump on them. And you know, because they, they don't necessarily I don't think anybody really wants that. You know, I think after the fact, Jake thought about it and went, that's oh, okay. You know, I forgive you. Like, you know, it's not that big of a deal, but during it, it's, it, you don't, you don't, you don't ever want somebody to, you don't really want that. You're not inviting that. I, I would, I can't imagine anybody's inviting that, inviting that into their lives, that kind of behavior. But I tell you, I, I actually have the book in my hand, Pat, and I, and I, let's read, let's go ahead and let's read some of those, what, those, because it's a simple little survey that if you were to take this, if you were to ask yourself these questions, and it's a yes or no answer, you know, how many of these would you say yes to and how many would you say no to? Like number one says, when your player makes an error, are you quick to, you know, when you, and I'm saying when I, when I say your player, that's either your child as a player or your player that you're coaching. When he or she makes an error, are you quick to correct him, coach him up immediately after the error is made while they are still on the field or the court? So like what you're talking about, they're shouting it from the dugout. Right. Right. And for me, I answered yes to that one when I was a youth coach. Ditto. 
Number <laughs> number, and, I, and you know what? I still do it sometimes. I'm working yeah, through it. So, yep, you know. yep. Not perfect in these. Number two, have you ever said these or similar words to your player? Hey, don't walk this batter, or you have to make your free throws, or do not fumble the football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And and what do all you know? What do a couple of those statements have in common? They begin with the word "don't." You know, right. and, and so we, we immediately get in their mind thinking about what? Not an aggressive mindset toward, toward playing the game, but a, a passive, a defensive mindset of don't do this. Don't great do point. something. Yes, yeah. great point. I've done that. <laughs> Hold on to the football. Make your free throws. Yeah, That's- yeah, yep, yeah. exactly. Tell them what we want to do in a positive way, not what we don't want them to do. Number three, do you react outwardly with words or grunts or moans or other physical gestures? Like for me, I would take my hat off and just put my head down and slap my hat on my knee or something like that whenever. And and I know that my players saw that because later I had a couple of them tell me, I saw that. I see what you do in the dugout. I hear your groans and things like that. Basically doing anything that you can to show your displeasure whenever a big mistake or error is made. I mean, something that simple is noticed it, yep. and, and it causes it it creates it creates it, it just it builds upon this this culture of mistake avoidance that that okay we're we're saying that mistakes disappoint us and kids don't want to disappoint you and so if mistakes disappoint us and that's obvious in our behavior then they're going to play to not make a mistake mm. i'm getting i'm I'm, con- I'm being convicted all over again as we're going through this list <laughs> Number four, do you feel a need to give verbal coaching advice while your players are in the heat of the game? Such as like, I, I, I liken this to um, when a player's in the batter's box or when they're on the free throw line, you know, and they're actually in that moment where they're about to do the very, I mean, one of the hardest things there is to do. And that is to, to perform the task that is needed in that moment. The last thing that hopefully you prepared them before that moment in practice, you don't need to coach them right there. Yeah. yeah. And, and in doing so, you're kind of what you're actually doing is you're putting doubt in their minds. You know, I must not be ready for this because Good. because they still feel like they need to coach me up while I'm getting ready to swing at this pitch. Good. Great point. Yep. And number five. So, so far, I've said yes to all four of these. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> number five. Do many of your players react negatively whenever they make a mistake? Do they put their head down or perhaps perhaps demonstrate even worse behavior such as slam or throw equipment. And I got to say that, you know, that's actually one of my, my biggest no-nos on any team that I coach. But, but uh, whenever you see a player do that, sometimes it, they're doing it because they know that they just really disappointed you and they're probably going to come out of the game or they're probably mm. going to have repercussions for that. And so it just, it's, it's just a, a reaction for them. I think if you answer yes to a few of those questions, um, certainly if you answer yes to all of them, then there's no doubt that, that your team is functioning with a mistake avoidance mindset. And that's a tough way to play. It's a tough way to play. Um, it's a tough way. You know, it, it's, it's, it's hard and it's hard. And I think it's hard to keep, to maintain uh, a culture that's opposite of that, which would be, playing you know being okay with taking risks 
being okay with realizing, okay, if, I, if I'm overly aggressive, I might make some mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why it's hard to, to go into the, with that mindset is because we know that sometimes mistakes cause us to lose, right? Sure. And we don't want to lose. We want to win. But I still think that when we react like that, when mistakes are made, it's, sti- it's exactly what I just said. It's being reactive. Yes. It's not allowing players to work through mistakes. And when we allow them to work through mistakes, that's a proactive thing. That's a, Absolutely. but, but it's, but you know, and I, and I guess we should say too, and, and you made a great point about the coach Solich interview before we came on, uh, hit the record button, Pat, and I'll let you make that point. But one thing we're definitely not saying here is that we are glad when people make mistakes or that we want players to be happy about making mistakes, that, that they should look forward to making mistakes. We're just saying that there's a different mindset that they can have when they make them that, that real, that helps them to realize Okay, this isn't this isn't the end of the world. It's not the end of my playing time, which you've got a lot of control over that coach. In fact, this is something that I can learn from and it can actually make me a better player if I do learn from it. Right. But, but we're not saying that we are happy or that we're expecting them to make mistakes, are we? No, absolutely not. You know, I think I think it comes down to this, really. I think it comes down to focusing on the process over the result. You know, and in, 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 the, in the interview, Coach Solich said, you know, when my favorite part of the interview was the beginning when the reporter asked him, you know, are, are you prepared for the young players to make mistakes out there on the field? And his answer was, no, I'm not prepared. And what what Coach Solich mm. was saying there yeah. was that they're they are prepared to go out and to play good football. Right. That's what he was saying there. The, Absolutely. They, they went through the process. They're ready to go and they can play good football. And then he went on to, you know, to explain and describe that, you know, their culture as a, as a football program isn't about focusing on those mistakes. It's not about focusing on the result of a given play or result of a game or something like that. It's about the process. Yeah. And I know you talk about that a lot, but, you know, these are anytime there's a mistake in a game, I think everyone goes to that. You know, it's a result. You know, everyone mm-hmm. goes straight to the result. This this bad thing happened. But. The result, a, a bad result can happen from a good process. As a matter of fact, it happens quite a bit in sports, and it happens an awful lot in baseball, right? And in all of life. <laughs> and, and, and on the flip side of that, in, in baseball, especially softball, a bad process can sometimes result in some good results. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to evaluate the entire uh, sequence of events that happens, not just you know, the end result, but evaluate everything, the preparation, the the mental approach, you know, what the steps were, what the sequence was up to the time that the mistake or the, the, you know, the failure, the loss happened. And you, you put all that together as part of the data and the information that you have to help your, to help be a better coach, to help be, to help your players be better players. And what, what I'm saying there is it's a lot of information there to take in. It's probably not, um, feasible, to make the right decision or the right call on that information immediately after it happens. In the heat of the moment. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of the point here, you know, is I think coach Solich was saying, no, we're not going to pull them out of the game. We're not going to tell them that you're, they're done because they made a mistake. You know, that's not the kind of culture we have here. We, we understand that that's probably that, that those, that those will happen, but we're not expecting them to do that. Just because we understand they're going to happen. Doesn't mean that we are not expecting them to play to perfection. We want them, you know, we, we prepared them to play to perfection, but we understand that that's, that's likely not going to be the case. We're not going to sure. play penalty free. If we do fantastic, 
you know, we're not going to play, you know, we're, we're, not everyone's going to hit, going to make the right block or the right read. We understand that. But when that happens, we're going to learn from it and move on. And that's the only way to be successful. You know, I think one of the things that mistake avoidance causes people to do is it causes them to settle for only doing things that they know they can do, mm. you, you know, which is still second base with your foot on first. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, so they're, they're only going, so they're only going to, they're going to go station to station in that, in that, you know, in that same context, which means what's going to happen is they're, they're rarely ever going to challenge themselves to do something that they cannot yet do. And how, how are we ever going to get better by practicing things, trying to do things that we can't yet do. Otherwise you just stay in cruise control. And, and that's exactly what mistake avoidance does. It just, you play in cruise control. You only settle for focusing on the things that you know, I, I know I can do this. I know I have the ability to do this. And so that's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to, I'm not going to press beyond and try to do something more. I'm not going to try to get better. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to talk about that for a second because I loved, I loved it when I heard that I actually retweeted it and mentioned it on my, on my Twitter. And, and, uh, it just, it reminded me of, of where I was when I wrote that chapter and, and, uh, what, you know, what kinds of things I was, I was thinking and talking about and the kinds of experiences that I had and the kind of failures that I made, which is, you know, really the whole reason why I wrote it. It's the whole reason why we, you and I do this podcast is because it's built a lot upon our own failures and our own mistakes. And ironically enough, we are, we have learned from those things and we want to help other people learn from them, which is the whole reason why we're doing this podcast. So, exactly. yeah. Yeah. I know one thing that we, um, we talked about wanting to provide you know, people, uh, as far as information is the recruiting process and you know, what, what mm -hmm. recruiters look at and what college baseball coaches look at. And there's a, there's a Twitter account out there. Keep playing baseball. And that's kind of what they do. They give advice and information about the recruiting process. But they, they tweeted something earlier today, and it says uh, it's something to keep in mind, uh, you know, this year, this fall. Recruiters want to see you during times when you struggle and fail. Hmm. All right? College coaches want to know how you respond when things aren't going your way. You know, so, it, again, it's, just, it's another, it's another uh, way to look at it. These, all these times that, that, that we see our kids fail, see our kids make mistakes, they're really just opportunities to grow. Yeah. Don't, don't pass those opportunities yeah. up. Yeah. And it begins with us, coaches. It begins with us, mom, dad. We, we, we have to be okay with that. We, we, have, we have to get better at that. I shouldn't say. I don't, I don't want to say. I don't want to sound like I'm saying we have to be okay with mistakes. We have to learn how to use mistakes for our benefit. Absolutely. How to, how to see a mistake and recognize something good can come out of this. And that's what the focus needs to be on. It's, I mean, the same is true when I talk to people about, you know, complaining, you know, one of the things, one of the big things I hit upon when I, when I do like leadership seminars and things like that is, is what, what would happen if you just decided to, to just not ever complain again about anything and people confuse it with, seeing something negative either in the workplace or in the world or whatever and saying, well, so you're saying I shouldn't point that out. And I'm like, well, no, there's a difference between mindless complaining and, and you know, being critical of something that needs to change, you know, recognizing something that needs to change. And that difference comes in what you focus on. People who just complain all the time, they're just focusing on the object that they're complaining about. And there's never looking beyond that to see, okay, what's the solution? But someone who sees a problem says, okay, here's the problem. And that sounds like a complaint, 
But what, it, what happens is they immediately shift their mind from the problem and start looking to how we can create a solution so that this is no longer a problem. And I exactly. think that this is the same thing. We're talking about the same thing when we're talking about making mistakes. So many people can't focus beyond the mistake. They just keep focusing on the mistake. They keep harping on the mistake. They get in the car on the way home and what do they talk about? The mistake, right? And so yep. what happens is we never move beyond that. Our focus has got to move beyond it. Okay, yes, you made a mistake. Mistakes aren't good, but we can learn from the mistake. Let's look beyond it. How can you learn from it? How can you get better? How can you, how can you make sure that the next time this, you're in this situation, you're better prepared for it? So that maybe, maybe you'll make a mistake again, but you're going to be better prepared for it. So it's less likely that you will. Yep. Otherwise, we're just getting very good at pointing out mistakes. Yeah. And helping nobody. That's, you know? that's exactly right. We're just, yeah, it's just empty. So, well, cool. Thanks for coming on with me from 40 miles or so away. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Coach. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Hope everybody <laughs> enjoyed it.